and welcome, citizens of Dark Rose City. You have arrived at episode 31 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined by my co-host... Victor Young. He was <laughs> with a trail-off at the end. Wow. Trying something new here. <laughs> if you are effects. new to this show, this is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee, and then we sit down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee we'll be brewing today is called Alex Reynoso, Roasted by Bows and Arrows Coffee Roaster. And the comics we'll be discussing today are Venom number seven and Captain America number four. Bit of a slower week this week. Just yes. got two books on the agenda. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. If you like the show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And alongside with hitting that subscribe button, let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review. Give us a rating. Tell everyone about this podcast. All right, so before we get into all that stuff, Victor, how have you been? How's your week? Oh, it's been busy this week, man. Yeah, it seems like it. Real busy. Um, probably haven't seen you in uh, probably three months now. Uh, it's been yeah, a little roughly. while. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just this, thing, this thing has been going really well over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this past week has just been busy doing groomsman stuff. My, uh, one of my really close buddies just got married. Congratulations. Cameron and Veronica, really happy for you too. Thank you so much for making me part of your battle party. But really, that's been my whole week. Other than reading uh, this week's issues, which uh, have been pretty good, despite only having so few books to read this week. See, I'm of the opposite mind. You think so? I'm of the opposite you mind. Think so? I wasn't. I was okay. I mean, okay, we'll save that for the comments. Uh, yeah. But I guess, like, real quick, like, I don't know. It just it didn't. It didn't hit me the same way as it used to. Um, Captain America maybe didn't for me. Just because they're just hopping into yeah, sort of the, the deeper end of the current arc, right? Right. Uh, but Venom did. Venom really was... Venom went completely off the rails for me. I, that, that was good for me. And <laughs> and I'll explain why in a second, I guess. But uh, uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But we'll what about you, Dre? What would you do this week? Some video games. Playing some 2K. You know, just, uh, yeah, just, oh man, I just can't stop playing. I started playing, uh, okay, so in career mode, I finally got to a point where it's like, I'm like, I'm about like maybe close to halfway through the season now, that first season. Okay. Because I haven't been playing a lot, right? So Mm -hmm. I tried to get a few games in the other day and I'm on this like crazy, like 14 game winning streak. Yeah. And then we come across Boston (laughs) (laughs) and we come across the Celtics and man, that was tough. Really? Ky- Kyrie wouldn't miss he just wouldn't miss he just made everything and then on top of that when I'm tired Rogier comes in and I'm just like uh. yo Hall of Fame CPU man dude oh man yo Kyrie was so hard we, we ended up winning in double overtime double overtime <laughs> yeah I actually had two chances to win the game in regular in regulation and in first overtime and I missed them both the wow. second one I'd even get a shot up and then uh, double overtime, I decided it's like, hey, let's uh, let's pass the ball. <laughs> and so I pass it off when it's this the end. Finally, capped that off. Oh man, it was so frustrating. Well, at least you won. Those guys just made everything and so hard. Your streak is still alive, so don't worry. I know, I know. That's the streak. Got to keep that alive. Slowly <laughs> crawling back in the Western Conference. So, what do you mean slowly crawling back? Huh? Aren't you number one in the conference? No, man, we're number four. Because wow. our record was bad. Oh, and then 
and then my character got better and better and then they made me a starter and it got more minutes oh okay yeah so, okay that makes sense yeah so we're crawling back fourth seed well so, it's got yeah. lots of time to become first seed so yeah yeah there's still like a good half season we're gonna make the playoffs for sure and then we just kind of go from there yeah yeah easily yeah yeah alright so why don't we go ahead let's go brew that coffee we'll come back talk about some comics and talk about why we have some differing opinions today we shall yeah welcome to Jerry V. Victor episode 31 <laughs> to return after getting coffees bye <laughs> And we're at the comic segment. And in this segment, what we do is we take some of the newest books coming out each and every week, hitting the stands at your local comic shop, and we break them down. We talk about them. We dis- you know, dissect them, discuss about them. And in this week, a bit of a lighter week, we have Venom number 7 and Captain America number 4. So, before we get into our comics discussion, though, just got to hold off on a little bit longer... Victor is going to introduce us that's to the me. coffee. That's me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so our coffee this week is named Alex Reynoso. Yep. Uh, and it's from a region in Guatemala called Madagascar. Ma- <laughs> I really hope I didn't butcher that too bad. And it's been roasted by Bozinero's Coffee Roasters out in Victoria, British Columbia. Nice. Nice. We've had a few from bows and arrows before. I we think. have one or once or twice, I think. So, kind of looking forward to Tell that. Right now, this coffee's real good. <laughs> okay, hold on. Real hold on. I gotta, good. I got to jump in real quick. Yeah, jump into that. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh okay. yeah. All right. So, yeah, kind of can't wait to just down this thing. Uh, oh, yeah. But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about comics. Before we get started, do note. Spoiler alert, because, you know, of the nature of the show, there will be some spoilers that we talk about inside the segment because just, you know, for us to talk about some of the plot points, for us to really, like, break some of those stuff down, we're going to have to tell you what happened. So be warned, if you haven't read um, you know, if you haven't read the comics, hit up your local comic shop, go pick up a copy, or, you know, you can go online, go to comicsology.com, pick up that as well. We'll have that in the show notes for you. Pick up your copy, read the books. And come back and listen to the discussion. And you can also send us an email, you know, join the discussion. Contact the darkrosecomics.com. All right, so Venom number seven is written by Donnie Cates. And the artist changed yes. on this arc. Yes. And I think moving forward on this arc as well. Uh, the artist is Ivan Coelho <laughs> with Andres Mosa on colors and Clayton Cowles as our letterer. So this is the start of the second arc. And takes a bit of a um, the pacing is a bit different from before, and we do we do get told in this story that things have jumped forward a little bit. Yeah. So it doesn't exactly quite pick up right where the previous issue ended. No, five weeks after. Yeah. So some some things happened. So now he's in. He's sort of captured in this sort of interrogation room. And then we learn that the alternate universe, an, an alternate universe. I don't think it's ultimate because no. I, I don't think it's from that universe. It's the it's oh. the Reed Richards that you see from Secret War. The Maker. The Maker. 
the maker, Reed yeah. Richards. So he's here now interrogating Eddie Brock. And we learn a, a couple different things as well about him, about what happened to the symbiote and stuff like that. You know, some interesting tidbits here and there. But uh, overall, what, what did you think about this book? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, quick question. Would Eddie Brock ever have known about Flash Thompson? Personally. I don't know. I think so. Like, personally. Like, Eddie Brock himself knew about the Flash Thompson. Like, before life as <coughs> or even, Venom. Or even during life as Venom. I think so. They must have crossed paths. I'm not too well-versed in the history of Venom, but they must have crossed paths. Now, the reason why I say that is because in this issue, the personality of the Venom symbiote is supposedly dead, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's very much just, a, as the maker would call it, a guard dog, mm-hmm. right? However, when he mentions that uh, that Flash Thompson is dead, all of a sudden, Eddie Brock is, or what seems to be like Eddie Brock, is just shocked, absolutely shocked my theory is however that's actually the Venom symbiote talking and being shocked that Flash Thompson is dead okay you know what I mean like even though his personality is dead that somehow sparked the symbiote's personality to spring up again right that's so he's talking through Eddie he's talking through Eddie I don't know I think I actually think it's Eddie and they have crossed paths. I believe it's when um, when Eddie was like the anti-Venom. Yeah. I think they must have crossed paths then. I remember seeing something like that. But, you know, I'm pretty sure they both knew that at some point they were the host for the symbiote. Right. So, I, I think he's he is surprised because this is also the first we're hearing. And it's kind of just being thrown out there. Right. Yeah. So Reed it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, because he's dead and blah blah blah, and he's like, oh, back up. Flash Thompson's dead. Well, the reason why I think it's the Venom to me is because it's the sign of somebody that like, that's a reaction of somebody that really seems like he cares about Flash Thompson, or someone that that seems it like did, a, like a long time friend. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like a reaction. It did that seem out of left field. It. For Eddie, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't seem like Ed, the, a reaction that I you would get from Eddie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, if if they did cross paths, it couldn't have been for very long. You know what I mean? So then, and especially because there were mention of Flash Thompson earlier in the arc, in the first arc, yeah. when uh, Rex was talking about Flash Thompson, he's like, "Oh, you're not Flash." Yeah. Okay, but anyways. Yeah. So there were mention there, and it didn't seem to phase Eddie. No, not at right? all. So, not at all. You could be onto something. This could be the symbiote's reaction to it. Oh, I'm onto something, Jerry. I'm wow. onto something. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to send some praise your way, you know? To... You're not getting the rest of this coffee, by the way. That's fine. That is... That's fine. He just drank that entire thing. And we're like halfway talking about Venom. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, that was the... For me, that was the the best part of the issue and why I enjoyed the issue was really for that one moment <laughs> I mean that that one moment made up for it for me 
I yeah. wasn't feeling the rest of the issue because I feel like the the distance that it built itself from the previous arc. Yeah. And especially because you have an artist change, you have a style change, and then you have and then you have a writing style change because this this issue was very exposition-y. Yeah. And then you get into some of the action scenes, but that didn't last long. Yeah. So you you now have this completely change this completely changing of pace mm-hmm. from the first arc to the second arc. Right. Eddie looks different, you know, the venom looks different and it just didn't seem it it just didn't jive. It wasn't cohesive for me. Right. If I'm if I'm a new reader and I hear so and I hear all these great things about Venom. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wow, beginning the second arc, you know, started the second arc, the cover artist was still Ryan Stagman. Yeah. Right? So I pick up this issue and I look in the interior and I start reading through this book and I'm like, I don't understand. But yeah. Because they're talking about like Oh, you rode you rode the dragon, and he's like, oh, I didn't really ride the dragon. And it's like, oh, you did this, and he's like, oh, I didn't really do that. And then th- he's talking about how, and this is just some weird fact that I didn't need to know, right? That venom produces waste through his saliva. But that's how they found Eddie. That's why it was mentioned. Yeah, but they could have just said they used the saliva to track him. Yeah, well, you know? well, they they said green waste because that's actually what it was. He they, he didn't they didn't go out of their way to to try and eh, maybe they did. Yeah, but to me it seemed like they didn't try and go out of their way to really write that in. I think it just adds to the fact that Eddie just doesn't know much as much about the symbiote as he initially led on to to think he knew, which was sort of part of uh, the theme in the first arc. <laughs> Right, especially when he goes, yeah, we tracked you with the green waste, and then normally the maker would have just left it at that. Except Eddie had to jump in and go, wait, what do you mean the green waste? And he's like, you know, the stuff that really that all the foreign stuff is released through the symbiote. And he's like, oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly it. Like that little interaction, I didn't need to know. They could have just said the acid. Or just some but sort it's of not acid. Thing. That's the whole thing. Exactly, right? and that's the part I didn't need to know. Right, but they because it throws it off. Like I feel like it is such a departure from the first arc. To me, it it adds to the theme, like the the sub, uh, yeah, sort of a sub theme in the first arc, which was the fact that Eddie just didn't know as much about the symbiote as he thought he did, and I think that's going yeah. to become a reoccurring thing. As this series goes on until he ultimately knows everything as he needs to know about the symbiote. Mm-hmm. To me, it adds to it, but I mean... I don't know. To each their own, I guess. I don't know, Jerry. Yeah, but, well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what's great about opinions. So, it's just to me, after what we saw in the first arc, and after we see the internal struggles between, you know, between Eddie and the Venom, and, the, and, right. and basically the symbiote saying, like... You need to stop this. I can't keep controlling. Blah blah blah. And yeah. then they go through the struggle, and at the end, the symbiote seeming like it's just, it just loses form and it's like dead. Yeah. From that moment, this was not what I expected would happen next. Right. And it just felt really off. They're building towards something new, Jerry. That's. But that's that's exactly it. Yeah. Building towards something new, but very very barely touched upon the previous thing. 
and it just like this complete change of pace. I don't know. I fe- it felt weird because it just didn't feel. If I'm a new reader, this was not what's going to bring me on board. But I also feel like, and I agree with that in in that sense. That if you were a new reader and this was your first Venom issue, then yeah, maybe not the best issue to start off with. But at the same time, if you're a new Venom reader, you're only six issues behind the previous seven. Mm-hmm. Why not? You, you would probably oh, no, start with the first absolutely. one anyway, right? I, I'm always in the same mindset as, you know, I'm always of the mind of, if for you to read an issue, start at issue one, no matter how many issues you're in. Yeah. So for example, like the old, like New 52 stuff, a lot of people talk about like, hey, when do I, when can I start jumping in in Batman? Yeah. And th- this will be like 30 issues in. I'd be like, just go to issue one. Yeah. Go pick up the trades, go you know, get all links together. Yeah. This, I would say the same, mm-hmm. except I know that's not how most people read it. Yeah. So if, if this is me and I read it and I'm like, I want to know about Venom, mm-hmm. I wouldn't jump in this issue. I would go back to issue one. Yeah. So then I would learn all that stuff and this will make more sense. Yeah. But I read this issue on its own and I know a lot of people are going to just jump into this one issue, especially because the previous issues have all got multiple prints. So it might be harder to get your hands on them. Right. For you to read this issue and then trying to decipher what led to this is just almost, it's almost impossible. I say that for a lot of stuff, though, too, though, right? No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, which I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with you, but... Uh, yeah, I guess if you're to <laughs> bear, to base its merits as a standalone issue with no other things attached to it, then yeah, it's probably not the best issue. Like, period. But. Yeah. It's just... Because, like, for the most part, I, I like to rate a book and I like to talk about the things that they try to tackle and the themes they tackle as a series, right? right? Getting up to this point. But this was such a departure from that first arc. It just fell so off. But now Eddie Brock looks like Brock Lesnar. How can you <laughs> How can you go wrong? But that's exactly it. That first... And I think the way he's drawn here threw me off too. Because first of all, he got this crazy haircut. Well, it wasn't a haircut. It's his hair growing back. Huh? It's his hair growing back. In the first arc, yeah, because remember he was complete. His hair completely burned off in the first arc. At the end of the first arc, yeah, yeah. So five weeks, I would probably expect that much hair on a person's head after five weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess that that some good continuity right there. <laughs> <laughs> the five week cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to check something real quick, uh, just because you brought that up. However, I'm also yeah. shocked that he can grow that much facial hair in five weeks. And grow so little hair on his head in five weeks. Well, we've seen people grow like that. Grow like not to that extent. That's a huge difference, man. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. That's true. That's true. Because at the end of that first arc, I'm reading. I'm just looking up issue six right now. Like it's hard to even see the extent of his hair because there's just so much fire. Yeah, I'm fairly certain it all burned off. Yeah, it just it's so different. It's just so different. And I I will give it this. I will give it this. If not for reading the first arc, I would look at this art and I'd be like, this is a fantastic Venom. Right. Very fluid. Yeah. But, you know, fluid action pack still packs in a lot of chaos. The lettering on their fantastic work. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the coloring is, you know, great. Sure. Very colorful. Sure. But it just... It just... It just 
when compared to that first arc it's just so different it's so jarring yeah well you'll get used to it and then all your like you said it's still good so once you get over it then then it's it it still stands that it's good bottom line yeah like right i'm looking at i'm looking at eddie brock in some of these pictures i'm like he's talking to thor like this is thor yeah (laughs) this is recent thor yeah you know so i don't know kind of odd but still whatever either way i think I think you can still get a lot of enjoyment out of the book. Yeah, it's just. I think I think the enjoyment a little. Different. I think the enjoyment comes if you've been if, following. If you've been series. following, yes. yeah. But I do agree with you that if you, this is where you jump in, you're not gonna know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Especially because if you're just jumping in mid-series, chances are you haven't been following anything else. <laughs> so you're gonna be like, "Well, who's the maker?" <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like stuff like that. That's why. Like it's a poor even, even for them to introduce the maker here, it's it's a little yeah. that that is a little left field because it's very possible for you to start reading the Venom series but never have read Secret War, mm-hmm. or the Ultimate series prior to that. Yeah, right. So, and we're talking about somebody that you're talking about going back comics almost two years now. Yeah, from Secret War. I think he showed up in some recent. <laughs> Must have been like Avengers books and stuff like that. I haven't really been following mainstream Marvel for a while. Yeah. A lot of the things that I've been following are like, you know, Venom that just started. Right. Spider-Man and stuff like that, right? So yeah. a lot of the mainstream stuff I haven't really been following. So he could possibly have shown up yeah. multiple but times. But even for me, like I read the Secret War issues. And I'll, even then when they introduced the maker, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> and that's that was me actually having read Secret War, right? Yeah. So yeah. I can only imagine as a new comic book reader how confusing this is this would be as a standalone issue yeah yeah yeah, exactly but again like if you've been following the previous six then yeah there's there's still some level of excitement from this issue i still thought it was really good no i i think the direction of where they're going is cool yeah um especially with that little revelation at the end um and actually i think you're very much on the money here the expression he gives at the end when he finds out about flash thompson that style that it was rendered at is very different from the rest of the series from the rest of the issue because that's like that's like almost it's like almost hearing like your brother's died you're like your brother's dead yeah like that's the exact same reaction that i would give if somebody told me news that was that devastating <laughs> right yeah so i yeah i mean that that's about all i gotta say for it uh, like it's i still think it's a I still think it's a good issue. I just don't think it stands it's a, well. It's a it's a cool down issue. It's a yeah, cool down issue. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. So I mean things are gonna start wrapping up and I imagine that that level of excitement is going to be reached uh fairly soon. I would say probably within the next two issues we'll be we'll be back at peak performance with the series. Yeah, yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping so. Yeah, yeah. no, there's, there's no way it's there's no way this this series will let you down, in my opinion. There's no way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, unless, Trust the writer. Uh, unless, like, unless they like just completely just did like really boring stuff, like they or did just it, stuff they like they like did in Green done. Lantern after their first six issues. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of retread the similar waters. Yeah, and stuff like that. exactly, yeah, for exactly, sure. for sure. All right, so do um, any parting thoughts? Just waiting for the engine oh, to warm yeah. up. That's um, it. Venom. It is going to be a series for me. I think that I'll be keeping kind of a closer eye on now yeah. because 
after the first arc, there are certain revelations I want them to touch on, like and certain things I want them to develop. Yeah, and it looks like, and it looks like they're shying away from that a little bit and and trying to build something else. Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, when they do the world building, it'll make sense. Yeah, but it just it's not jiving. Yeah, especially with the creative team change, it's just kind of odd. But give it time. Yeah, give it time. Yeah, if it's yeah. especially this is a. I believe that this is probably the first collection of these individuals uh, on the creative team, right? So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So just give it time. I think they'll, they'll figure it out within the first couple, within the next couple issues anyway. All right, man. Take your word for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just know. Yeah, don't worry. I got you. I know. Yeah, you just know. You just know. <laughs> All right. So that about wraps up the Venom conversation. Let's go on to our second book, Captain America number four. So this is written by Tanahasi Coates, with art by Lionel Francis Yu, inked by Jerry Allen Willen, colored by Sonny Go, and lettered by Joe Caramagna. So this book, you give us your thoughts. What did you What did you think, Victor? What you think? Uh, of Captain I think America? that the message in the last couple of pages were really good. Okay. But I think everything before that, to me, it was just too. It was too espionagey for me. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't have that uh, that superhero feel for me in this issue, because it's just him sneaking around, taking guys out, having his inner, little inner monologue. To me, it just wasn't a a super exciting issue. Uh, but again, like the the message was there at the last couple of pages, and I thought, and I think it was a really good message. Yeah, it's um. I'm starting to I'm starting to be afraid that it's falling into into similar tropes as what it was doing in the previous issues cuz he just constantly goes into this into this like inner monologue about things being different in America now. Right. Right? Which is one of those things that I think it, it's an important subject for Captain America to touch on. It's an important thing for him to for for him to reflect on, but is it going to be like that all the time? Is... It, it because it has been like that for four issues now. Yeah, it's him punching the opposition while going into deep thought yeah. about the state of America, and it's I I don't know I just I don't know how many issues this can keep up because they're they're slowly sprinkling in the whole power elite thing. They're sort of sprinkling in this idea that. The people wanted these powers to rise, yeah, right? because they've seen better times with it, right? And they don't really believe in the in the idea of individualism mm-hmm. of the American dream and stuff like that, because it hasn't brought a lot of people yeah. what they were looking for. Yeah. So with these powers rising up and taking care of them, the people of America have something to look to, and with this new power coming in, it you know it's providing them with that again. I don't think they're touching on that enough. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just they spend like a good portion of this book. I would say like like maybe 75% of this book with Cap just running through the factory punching people. Yeah. And then going through this thing about, you know, about patriotism, about right. the idea of how things are different, you know, right. and how he's talking about patriotism, but who is he himself to talk when his face was used? to perform you know certain acts right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it seems odd 
that this is still the path they're going down on, especially because I think they've hit. I, I think they've hit a theme that could really be propelled. Right. It's a theme that I think it's that that I think can be built on much faster than the way they're breaking this thing up. Right. You know. The other thing too is. Um, the way that Tanehasi coats, the way he pre- presents these messages that he's trying to get across, like obviously he's he's presenting them in a much more deeper way, I guess, and with with any lack of a word, I suppose, deeper way, mm-hmm. right? And again, it's really good. Um, it's certainly being implemented well within uh, within the current storyline, but not a lot of readers are prepared to always read comics like that. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody's gonna come in really looking for that deeper message. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not gonna come in. Like, oh man, that see this dialogue here. Oh. Phew. <laughs> really deep and we need to really think about this one yeah, yeah right a lot of comic book readers are there for the action too right and the the grand sort of big battles i suppose that uh justice league somehow just consistently delivers every issue um <laughs> because that's what marvel is building a lot of their success on now mm-hmm. be- from the movies right um so i'm afraid what's gonna happen is that uh this is going to be one of those runs that may end up getting swept under the rugs because of that. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that's not the case. But then again, I also know people. So <laughs> that that may very well be its fate, I guess, if, uh, uh, if things don't become, quote, unquote, a little bit more exciting. Yeah. And it's not... I, I don't think it's the idea that it's not exciting. Like, with Captain America going around punching things and just him taking out the bad guys, that in itself is exciting. But you know when Captain America goes through this stuff, when he goes through these factories or he gets into these... Uh, like, the last issue when he fought the all of the clone nukes right, and stuff like that, you know he's not going to lose. Yeah. Because he's... M- He's monologuing. Yeah. Right? Because, so yeah. you know he's not going to lose and it's just him going through the motions. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what separates it is that the tension isn't there right now. Mm-hmm. The tension is there for Sharon Carter. So Sharon's going through a thing with the power elite. Right. And, you know, they. And it harkens back to something that happened, you know, in the Captain America issue back in 2008. Like this is, they pulled something from ten years ago, yeah, and built an idea here, right? right? So I think that's really cool, and it's cool that they can find these characters and, and make them more relevant to current stuff, like right. to current events. But that tension only got about twenty percent coverage in this book, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of it is just Captain America casually strolling through a factory. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't. <clears throat> It doesn't strike as interesting only because of the way Captain America's fight right now is presented. 
Yeah, it's present. It's the. It's because it's not really fighting, right? Like it's yeah. just the fighting is is very much the background, the sort of the 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 background music to uh, the the monologue that's being presented. Yeah, right? Tanahashi quotes uh, is is making it pretty clear at this point that he wants these monologues to be at the forefront of these panels. Yeah, because that's because he really wants these messages to come ac- to get across. Yeah. right. Uh, but a lot of people like to read it the other way, right? Where the action is really at the front and the dialogue is is just supporting the action, right? So, again, I don't know if people are prepared to read comic books like that consistently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, I mean, if I know people, I don't think that's what they want. So yeah. So, I just, uh, you know... And especially because it's been issues after issues with it, right? Yeah. So. I think yeah, I think people are just to me at this point it seems like we're kinda of holding our breath for when that big action well that action big pack, twist or that big reveal yeah. happens. And I just don't want people to let go of that breath before before it comes. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it because I do believe this is going to be one of those I think it's going to be one of those special and important runs yeah. for the character. Yeah. Right? Because we've never really had a situation where Cap is now regaining his image after he supposedly turned his back on the people. Correct. Right? And he's always he's always been the character for the people. And that has never changed. So for this run to occur at this time, I think it's really important to, to rebuild the image and it's an, it's a good time to rebuild his image too mm-hmm. so I think it's going to be a really important run moving forward and in comparison to some of the past runs like with Brubaker's run I think it could really be up there with Brubaker's run but having said that like I, I think they need to get through these arcs not faster but that I think they need to pace out what they what they want to get to quicker because it's just I could I could do with this for two issues three issues tops this is yeah. issue four yeah right and I'm almost afraid at the end of the arc it's just going to them it's just going to be him punching his way through something yeah because it had to be so rapidly tied up yeah so it's just yeah maybe um, <clears throat> moving forward there just needs to be a better balance between between the the message and the action yeah. Right. Because right now it's really, really message heavy. Um, and I feel like if he, if if he just dialed that back just just a tad bit, it doesn't even have to be a lot. You know, what I mean, yeah. just a tad bit. <clears throat> maybe put the fighting more in the forefront. I feel like that would be a much more balanced story, and it could not that it's not moving along. Oh, clearly the story is moving, right? But I, I think then that could really push at a forward at a faster pace and then I think that would lead to a, a more a more balanced uh, reading experience mm-hmm. I, I agree with you that with regards to the action being in the forefront because yeah. when you have action in the forefront the action becomes more unpredictable Yeah. when you have it as an ancillary thing in the background yeah. then your your monologue is now carrying the story right and the action just seems supplemental and it doesn't carry the same weight. Yeah. So you don't feel like it's going to be unexpected. You kind of see the result already. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, I 
I I actually don't agree that it's the plot is moving that fast. Well, I didn't say it was moving fast. I just said it was moving. Like oh, sorry, like it was moving. I I don't feel like it's really moving. Okay. Because I I think it's at the point where they're like I I don't I don't feel like it's getting to where they set up in that first issue. Right. As fast as I think they would have. Mm-hmm. Because I had thought the Power Elite was going to become a thing right away, right? And then have that <clears throat> coupled with the issue with Nuke. Yeah. But then the issue with Nuke carried on for three issues. Yeah. Right? And it was just, it felt, it felt like there was just no forward motion. Because the action was used as sort of a backdrop to what he's trying to say. What if the whole Nuke thing was actually the first arc? What do you mean? Like this is the second arc? Yeah. Imagine like <laughs> that was the case, because there was sort well, of if like that a, was the case. Yeah. But. Because there was because the who did they fight at the end again? The 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 scientist. I forgot his name. Um. I don't but you could almost, if we were to put this in video game terms, you could almost consider him to be like a boss. And then you would move on to part two of the yeah, story. Yeah, that he took out in like three punches. Well, the first boss is always the easiest one, right? <laughs> but that's what I mean. Maybe, again, it, it just seems like it's the same because they're just following the same tropes. It could just seem very, like, like one big storyline in that sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, which uh, would be... I think that would be the worst outcome. <laughs> <laughs> because because just looking at the end of this issue. So he's fighting Taskmaster, right? Yeah. And Taskmaster is kind of has him beat because he hasn't fought like that in a while. Yeah. So I, I'm almost afraid the next issue is just going to be him taking on Taskmaster. Yeah. And then and then that's it. And then the issue ends and then at the end of the issue he comes face to face with um, with uh, with the power, with the power. I feel like there's going to be at least one more mini boss before. But I think that's I think that's him. I think that's Taskmaster. Taskmaster, and then I think one more person. Because <laughs> then to me that's too soon. That's too soon. What you do? Like you punched a bunch of stormtroopers, and then like <laughs> you go and fight Taskmaster, and then yeah, that, but that's he's it? been punching stormtroopers for four issues. <clears throat> Right, but I don't know, man. <laughs> like you're just gonna like that's too like that's too big of a jump. You know what I mean? From stormtroopers because to- the power elite doesn't have to be the end all be all. Yeah. Right. Of course. He doesn't have to succeed at that point. He could fail, and he most likely will. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what he's coming up against. But it's being presented that way. That he's gonna succeed. No, it's being presented that the super elite. It's like the be all and end all so far. It no, it is, yeah. but the conflict doesn't end with him getting there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So I feel like he's I feel like he needs to get there. Mm-hmm. Because it needs to establish the message for the power elite as well. Right. Because without that message, it it's not clear why they're why the people want this right you know yeah so well I mean that's all I gotta say about this <laughs> issue <coughs> truthfully. because truthfully if oh hey truthfully <laughs> because if we're, we're right now seeing that the people want the power elite in yeah right because they want 
sort that sort of guidance, that sort of support system. Right now, it doesn't seem like it's a bad idea. Uh huh. Right, and it feels like Captain America just he's just lost. Yeah. In this, and I and I, that's part of the theme as well. Like he's just lost in this new age and this new way of thinking, this new way of how the world works. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, you have you have Cap really believing that really believing in the idea of individualism and that everybody mm-hmm. can achieve their own great greatness. Right. And having this group there is detrimental to society. Right. So with Cap, you have to in this story, I think, establish the message from the other side, from the opposition. Yeah. And then let it and then let it sit with the readers to decide whether or not that message is good or bad. Yeah. And then whether or not Cap is doing the right thing. Yeah. But that message message isn't there. No, it's so not. right now it's just Cap punching stormtroopers. Yeah, you know. Because so that, that's just, why I think he needs to get there. No, he I, needs to get there quicker. Yeah. So the message can be exchanged. I agree. I agree with that because right now, as so far in these four issues, there really has been no reason for him to fight the super elite, other than the fact that uh, Sharon uh, got kidnapped. Yeah, that's really it, right? Like, yeah. if she wasn't kidnapped, there was there'd, there'd no, be no reason for him to get in exactly, there. yeah, exactly. And it would just be more of him just moping around the U.S. going, <laughs> "Well, it's not how it used to be back in the 1940s." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, I feel like Tanahasi Coates knows this too. Yeah, because at one point he says, "I know I keep saying this, but it used to be different." Yeah, like. Even Cap is saying it. Yeah. So, you, you know it's like he's trying to get there, but I think he's... He obviously has a greater message at play, but I think he also knows like it, it's getting to that point. Yeah. You know? So, that's why he, even he says, I know I keep saying this. So, well, I don't know. I just... I Next issue... I mean, based on the cover art that I'm seeing for the next issue, I, if that's even the cover art... Based on what I'm seeing at the end there, where it's just kept, you know, that little preview. Yeah. I feel like he's going to come face to face with them. Yeah. But you also, but we also know like cover art sometimes lies. Right. They just straight up lie. Right. So I hope that is the case. He comes into contact with them. Looks like Winter Soldier is there as well. So yeah. that'll be pretty cool. Um, but, you know, hopefully we get some sort of traction as to why these things are happening. Yeah. And why he needs to still fight. Yeah, because it just seems like he's just monologuing himself into a situation. <laughs> he's just talking and talking. He's like, oh, I don't. Well, shoots. Well, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? Who wants to get punched? <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But still, entertaining book. The art is still fantastic. So, we'll have to see. And the message is still a good message. Just a little bit. Just a little bit beaten over the head. Because you could you could really just say the message. Like, if you just typed <laughs> it out, Times New Roman, like, size 12 fonts. And Things then you, were different and back then, in the And 40s. then you just put all his monologue onto one page. Yeah. And that was just the comic book. You would get the same result. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then just every once in a while in the back, you just put, like, pow, bam, wham. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. That's it. So... Not a detriment, not not necessarily a detriment to the book. Just a little slow ride right now. A little slow. Yeah, ride. exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, hopefully for the for the future issues, it kind of picks up. Just get to the point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, any closing remarks you want to put onto uh, Captain America? Let's uh, let's pick up the pace a little bit. That's <laughs> yeah, really about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
for a moment, I had felt that. The, I have felt like they were going to de-age Sharon Carter. I don't know why. That would be weird. Yeah. And random. It would be very random, considering she ages people. Yeah. Like the uh, the power league. Yeah. So Captain America just monologues himself into a younger Sharon Carter. <laughs> Say, whoa, what happened here? <laughs> Let's talk about important issues, and all it of a could, sudden you're younger. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that, or they could age Captain America. Maybe that would be what happens. That would be weird too. Yeah, but that would make more sense. Old man Steve. O- old man Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave that as the closing remark. Yeah. Old man Steve. That's where I think it's gonna go next. <laughs> All right. So now that we're finished discussing our comics, let's go ahead and talk about the coffee we've been having over the last. What is it like? I, I finished 40 minutes, it already. Half an hour. It's really well, good. I know you already uh, got through your second cup. I did. Smooth. The, the the taste is so well balanced. Okay. There's a hint of sweetness. The, the the texture of it is just so. It's like having a it's like drinking a soft pillow somehow. I don't know. It seems like a weird <laughs> way to describe it, but just a little bit, just a little bit. But like you, the 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 dark chocolate is so apparent in this flavor. Like it just really sticks out. So There's much a bit so that more uh, creamy feel for me. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I would say, like a dark chocolate, <clears throat> maybe like a light hint of a vanilla. Okay. Some sort of creamy, you know, you know. But I wanted to say the sweetness. I wanted to attribute that to maybe some sort of toffee. Okay. It's not like. And I think that's where like that mixture of chocolate, because for me, I didn't actually get dark chocolate. Yeah. I got a bit more of a milky chocolate. Like a marshmallow chocolate? Uh, no, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like some sort of a milkier chocolate. Okay. But coupled that with the sweetness, I feel like I'm getting somewhere into the toffee range. But okay. still got a little bit of that, little bit of that creamy consistency, but yeah. Hard to describe. Yeah, so I'm going to go with vanilla and dark chocolate. Okay. You know what? Why don't we, why don't we do this? Vanilla, dark chocolate, toffee. Okay. Let's see what we add. Let's go. And it is chocolate. Okay. Caramel. Oh, I was going to say caramel. Oh. I was going to say caramel. I was going to say caramel. <clears throat> and honey. Oh, okay. Honey, I, that I, actually I get explains it, now. it yeah. Because it actually does, like that fluffy pillow taste sort of texture thing I was talking about. <laughs> if you add honey to tea, that's the exact same feeling. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or oh. honey to coffee. Have you had kind of honey in coffee? I've never You've had, never had, had honey, honey coffee. coffee no. It's the exact same feeling. Okay. Just that texture. Uh, tasting it, I don't. I'm not quite sure. Because mm. honey has, to me, has a very distinct flavor note that I didn't necessarily pick up in this coffee yeah honey honey doesn't I feel like it's not necessarily just sweetness there's a very yeah. specific taste to it and you taste it and you'd be like oh it's not sweet it's honey right? yeah so that's something a little bit different exactly but but you know caramel we're close yeah we're I was toffee. gonna say I was originally gonna say caramel actually over vanilla I was like I was, you said toffee I was like oh yeah you know it's kind of like a caramel but then even caramel you know has 
again it's it's very distinct mm-hmm. right like you get it's like it's almost a caramel but it's not quite there yeah so you couldn't necessarily that's why categorize it as caramel the, yeah that's why i kind of went with the toffee because it's not quite the care it's not quite a caramel yeah you know exactly but i think this is the most in-depth we ever gone on a on a coffee coffee yeah because i think this is as close as we're gonna get <laughs> <laughs> well <clears throat> maybe one day we'll We'll be so good at it that it'll just... I doubt it. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, why don't we go ahead and conclude the comic segment. Let's go ahead and go on to our Offerings to Dark Side segment. Offerings to Dark Side. And we're at the Offerings to Dark Side segment. In this segment, what we do is we take something outside of the world of comics, something outside of the world of coffee, and it's something that we enjoy and we hope to pass it on to you, our listener, and we share it with you, and we hope it becomes something that you'll enjoy as well. So, Victor, what do you got for us this week? Well, Jerry. What do you got for Dark Side? Well, take it easy. Um, <laughs> what do you got to offer? <laughs> yep. You know how I'm like a big anime guy? Sure. I had no idea, but sure. And you know how you're sort of like an anime guy now? I guess so. Uh, because you used, you used to say that you you hated anime and that you never watched anime. Never said that. Yeah, you did. Never said that. Yeah, you did. There is no concrete. I've, Anyways. Uh, all of our episodes are available on the internet. I've never said Jerry this. Jerry uh, is an anime hater. I've never was, said this. Wasn't, well, you never said it on air. Never said this. But you've definitely said it to me in person. I, I've never said this. So anyways, Jerry it's not possible was, because Jerry I used was, to read anime. Jenny, Jenny. <laughs> Did I just say I read anime? That's, that's how far gone I am. Uh, Jerry uh, was an anime hater. Wow. So, anyways, couldn't be for the uh, for for all us big anime fanboys. Uh, Jump Force will be coming out in a few short months. What's Jump Force? Jump Force is uh, an amalgamation of every major Shonen Jump title ever. So you have Dragon Ball, One Piece. Hunter x Hunter, Bleach, you name it, they they have it. Yu Yu Hakusho, all the big Shonen Jump series, they they have characters in one game, and it's basically like a three v three fighting game platform. So think of like, think of Dragon Ball Fighters, but in a three D environment and much better, much much better graphics and shading. And for those of you who haven't played Dragon Ball Fighters, think of. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, basically. Yeah. To 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 pick something that's more mainstream, I guess. Think about Marvel versus Capcom. It's basically that but 3D setting open landscape. And from a from a MMORPG perspective actually, when you think about it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of things going on for the game, but it is a, a a visual just masterpiece. I saw I saw um some gameplay videos on YouTube. And it looked pretty good. It yeah, looked really it's, smooth. It's fast paced, a lot of explosions, everything that you would expect from uh, <laughs> from from a, from a game based on on, uh, on Shonen Jump animes. Correct. So uh, definitely look forward to that. Uh, the game's not out yet, so uh, I would recommend that everybody keep their eye on it, their one eye on it, and just one <laughs> eye, just one eye, just one eye. <laughs> so keep your eyes on it, and. Uh, I believe it's going to be one of those games that once it comes out, it will not disappoint people that purchase it. Okay, cool. So again, Shonen Jump, check it out. Not just Shonen Jump, but Jump Force, right? 
Shonen Jump Jump Force. Check it out. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us this week, Jerry? So I've got a game that I used to play years back. This mm-hmm. was on the DS uh, when I had the DS Lite. And this was from like... Yeah, this was from like late 2000s. Um, we played I uh, played a game called The World Ends With You. Yo. Yo. <laughs> it is so good. That game was so fun back in the day. Yeah. I so was addicted to it. Yeah, it was developed by Square Enix. And it's a very... It is an anime-like game. It's uh, that type of style. And basically, it's, you know, Japanese RPG. So you got a lot of, like... You got a lot of, like, um, little, like, management systems. Like, you got to take care of your character, yeah. progression, and stuff like that. And basically, the game is you play as a character. His name is Neku. And he sort of just regains his consciousness. He, like, sort of lost his memory. Yeah. He regains his consciousness in the middle of, you know, of a busy city of Tokyo. And he's, like, in the middle of the street. And it just, like, regains consciousness. And it basically tells him that you have seven days to complete a mission or the world ends. Right. Um, so you you then from you know from that point on you start you know you start collecting stuff and you start like beating stuff and doing missions and stuff like that. So the game has you collecting pins. Right. And those are like it, it basically gives you additional powers and stuff like that. So it can get really hectic because on the DS when I was playing it you basically have the controls at the bottom and then also at the top. So you like you need to use the face buttons to do the combos at the top and yeah. then use the stylus to swipe out combinations at the bottom and it just gets really intense, really part. hectic. Yeah, it was so good. So the reason why I want to bring this up now is because on the Nintendo Switch, this game just came out um, just came out again. Just got released on the Switch. Uh-huh. Uh, sort of the definitive edition. Final remix, will. man. The, the final remix is called. Uh, the World Ends With You final remix for the Switch. And it looks just like the way I remembered it, but it just looks better. Like, it graphically. Looks like, it looks just like the way you remembered it, but better. Artistically, it looks just okay. the way I remembered it. Just like hectic, gameplay-wise, looks just like how I remembered it, but it looks better. Because it's on the Switch, you know, yeah. better system, stuff like that. So, it it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't have a Switch, but this could very much sway me towards it. Because sure. I, I do itch to want to play this game again. Um, so, I highly recommend. If you don't have a Switch, try to go hunt down like a DS version of this. If you have 3DS or if you have the old DS Lite. Hunt down the DS version of this. You will not regret it. It is such a fun game. So if fun. you do have a Switch, you can go out and try to pick up this uh, final remix version, the definitive edition. It is on the pricier side, considering this is a remix of an older game, but it is still very fun. So I think you'll still get your value, you know, get your money's worth in terms of value. That's it, man. That's it's a very it. fun game. Yeah. So it's called The World Ends With You. The World Ends With You final remix. Yes, sir. Nintendo Switch. Yes, sir. Jerry V. Victor. <laughs> offerings for the day. <laughs> so that basically concludes our offerings to Dark Side segment. For next week, it's going to be a slightly busier week, which is you know, which is good. We're going to be talking about Batman number fifty seven, Justice League number ten, and the return 
of Gideon Falls. Gideon Falls. Gideon Falls, issue number seven. It makes his comeback. And there's also going to be an issue, Venom Annual number one. I'm not, I haven't decided if we're going to cover that just yet, depending on the material that we're going to have for the other three books, but we'll see. But the other three we're definitely going to cover. So definitely read up on those first. By the time this airs, you know, the day after, go to your stores, pick up those books and uh, read them and then check out the next episode. So that basically concludes this episode. We thank you for tuning in. When we hope you have enjoyed the episode. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you have some time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book you want us to discuss on the show or to add onto the poll list for future shows, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics, twitter.com slash otterlygeeky, and that's otter, like the animal, otterlygeeky for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics, and you can find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics, and if you want to be a part of the community, you can join our Facebook group at darkrosecomics group. And as always, take care. Wow. (laughs) This is like a speedy bullet on that one. Bye. Bye.